Welcome back to the Yahoo Fantasy Hoops podcast. Uh, I am merely Andy Barron's back from vacation. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Dalton Del Don. It is a crazy week in the NBA. Uh, Jokic just had a 30-20-10 game. The Knicks are reinventing their front office at a terrible time. Damian Lillard can't be stopped. And we're not really going to talk about any of that uh, because it's the trade deadline. The Warriors, Dalton's Warriors, just won the Andrew Wiggins sweepstakes. Holy cow, Dalton. Congratulations. Take a victory lap. First of all, welcome back, Andy. You were missed. Uh, hope you enjoyed your uh, time off in, I believe, Hawaii, sipping the Mai Tais. Uh, yeah, Jokic, I think it was just the 10th player in NBA history to record such a game. Um, and there's a nice connection here, actually, talking about the Knicks. Uh, hiring a sports agent, you know, is it working for the Lakers? Is it working for the Warriors? Uh, I, what are your thoughts? I mean, before we get to mine... Uh, yeah, pretty crazy week. I, I thought that Russell for sure was going to be an off-season trade. Um, yeah, so suddenly the Warriors have Wiggins and his big contract, and Russell's on Minnesota. I don't even know where to begin, man. What, what, do you, what are your thoughts, Andy? Yeah, really super exciting deadline. Um, they're not all this good. It was really juicy. I, we, we're, we're recording now about 30 minutes after the deadline. I think all the news has broken. Uh, it sure seems like all the news is broken. It's been quiet for a little while now. Uh, and we're going to scrap the usual format of the show. We're just going to dive right into this. Boom, super, super interesting deal for, for Wiggins. I actually thought, you know, were I a Warriors fan, I would be relatively pleased with this, right? Not because of the addition of Andrew Wiggins. That's just purely weird. Um, in my mind, that's just, that's it's a little bit bizarre. He's not a particularly fun player. He's a guy who loves to shoot the ball and is not the most efficient player in the, in the pool. He uh, is a negative on defense pretty clearly. Uh, as many people have pointed out on uh, various social platforms, the the Warriors actually, you know, they're they're willing to let their guys take a bunch of mid range shots, and wow, does he love to do that? So uh, it, it could be it could be a messy fit short term, but they get um, a barely protected first round pick. As I understand it, right now it's only protected through the top three spots this year, uh, and that would convert to an unprotected pick the following year. So like. The, the addition of the first round pick alone seems like a decent haul. Yeah, it's a couple years away, um, but this Minnesota team could be, be such a disaster. I mean, they already are a disaster how many losses they have in a row, but adding that defense together with D'Lo, uh, Russell right now ranks 126th out of 128 shooting guards in defensive real plus <laughs> minus. So that's not great. Wiggins, of course, isn't great either defensively, although he projected to be a plus there when he was taken number one overall. There's some theory that a lot of those defensive problems dealing with communication with Cat and, um, sure. you know, Curry and that offensive system makes any offense better. Um, I don't know, man. This is definitely a leap. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, the wing, the, the Warriors needed a wing more. Um, they have a decent point guard returning. So, and this gets them under the tax, which actually makes them not a repeater next year. So there are things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Fantasy-wise, Wiggins is going to be unleashed until Curry comes back and a fantasy monster. D'Lo should be fine. Uh, Draymond Green, the current point guard for this Warrior team that have, I believe, just nine players on the roster. Maybe Kai Bowman will return. But yeah, an interesting with a lot of pieces flying around. And who knows what this means for the, the future of the Warriors. But um, yeah, this is a big sign that my... I don't know, man. It's really weird. They went from losing Durant and then how are we going to get a superstar? How is Russell going to fit with Curry to now sitting on Andrew Wiggins' contract? But you're right. The, the picks, the draft picks are definitely not not nothing. Yeah, they've they've perfect, perfectly replaced Kevin Durant, right? One for one. That's You just slide right. Wiggins right into oh, yeah. that role. 
totally. essentially the same player. Uh, I, my speculative ad here was uh, was Damian Lee. I grabbed him in the Friends and Family League. I grabbed him in a, a Fantrax League that I'm in, uh, a little experts uh, configuration. So I think Damian Lee might be a thing, at least until, uh, until, until Steph comes back in March. I don't know. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks were both traded. So Damian Lee's a must-add, and Eric Paschal are must-ads for the Warriors, for sure, right now. And then on the flip side, I'd say for Minnesota, I recorded a video for ads, Malik Beasley, before further trades happen, of course. But he still should start there. I mean, he averaged 16 points, three threes as a starter last season. He was on a Denver team that was last in pace, and Minnesota's been one of the faster in the league. So I feel like he should still be added. But um, obviously, all these moving parts, it still remains to be seen where everything settles, and if he is, in fact, a starter or not. Feels like uh, this is kind of a dud for. Hurts I mean, Jared, Jared Culver hadn't been good anyway for a little while. No, um, this seems like a value killer for him. And if you're holding on to him, you got to let him go, right? Yeah, and anyone used him in DFS Wednesday nights. Yeah, he's frustrated with Culver, but yeah, I, I think he's a drop in fantasy uh, fantasy leagues uh, with this addition for sure. Point guard, yeah. Um, and really, these are two players, Wiggins and Russell. They don't exactly play the same position, but they just kind of slide into one another's minutes. Um, it's not a not a value killer for Russell, right? Like I understand this um, no. from the T Wolves perspective, right? Because they this is like a just make towns happy sort of move. They finally get especially the after player. getting rid of Covington. Yeah, especially after yeah. getting rid of Covington. Cat needed his friends, so yeah, I get it from that standpoint. But man, defensively, that's going to be such a disaster. So that's what's enticing that future draft pick. But hopefully, the class is good by then. I I haven't looked a ahead of that maybe Myers eyes you know 2021 is is great or 2022 possibly but um yeah interesting deal and a couple of poor defensive players but we'll see but yeah I think Wiggins is going to be definitely until Curry comes back just his value actually rises in, in in the Warriors with just no one else there yeah I actually like that call um guy who started out really hot and has clearly cooled off to his usual Andrew Wiggins self but um he's just going to be able to chase shots for the next month or so right yeah 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 exactly yeah, I want to throw out. Um, there were so so many things happened, um, bigger names than this. But you you tossed out the the uh, fact that Glenn Robinson was traded, Alec Burks was traded. Uh, so let's talk about that just a little bit. Um, it, in my mind, if like if for whatever reason in any format you were you were hanging on to one or both of those guys, in my mind they're kind of drops right now. They went to Philly. I don't see them as particularly useful players uh, to the Sixers. I'm a little bit worried as somebody who has uh, Matisse Thibel in a couple of leagues that uh, there might be a little bit of impact there uh, that he might lose, I don't know, three, four minutes a game and he doesn't have many minutes to spare. What, what are your thoughts on the Philly side there? Yeah, agreed with you. Those guys are, are not. Glenn Robinson and Burks is playing well, and he was interesting anytime you get the opportunity in the Warriors. But uh, those are just for real life, for your Philly bet, helps with depth there, uh, no, for the Sixers to win a title. Fantasy, I think they're both drops. And uh, kind of muddles the people who are stashing Josh Richardson as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and Thibel. Yeah, everyone wants to see him unleashed. Uh, I, I've talked him up and hyped him fantasy-wise, but um, it probably hurts him too. So just uh, depth for the real life Sixers helps your, your bet, but fantasy-wise, a, a lot of drops because of this. I will say one thing about Wiggins circling back. One thing about him is he's, he typically plays like 80 to 82 games every season. So, you know, mm-hmm. a tanking team like the Warriors, that might not even factor him in. They might even want to encourage him to put up monster numbers. So, uh, man, for fantasy wise, I think he is a winner here. Yeah, you you mentioned the fact that I'd I'd place that eighteen to one bet on the Sixers to to win the title. That was certainly in hopes that they would make a splashier ad than you know a couple of a couple of depth wings. 
Um, that was that was kind of in the hopes that maybe there, maybe there's a Drew Holiday deal out there. Maybe there's a Derrick Rose deal. Maybe there's a maybe there's a crazy Chris Paul deal. Um, none of that happened. None of that happened. They didn't get appreciably better. Um, again, yeah, as you say, a little bit of depth, but uh, I'm not sure that moves the needle on their chances. We have to talk about this Andre Drummond nonsense. Um, I don't even I don't even know which side of this to start with. So the Pistons have dealt Andre Drummond to Cleveland for almost nothing for Brandon Knight, John Henson, two non-factor players, uh, fantasy wise, certainly. And and I believe a second round pick this uh, this leaves us with Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, Tristan Thompson and Larry Nance all on the same team, in the same front court. Um, This is kind of astonishing to me. I'm surprised, number one, that Detroit couldn't get more for Andre Drummond. Maybe the entire league is afraid that he's going to pick up next year's option. But even if they are, like... He's an 18 and six player. He he's like a multiple time rebounding champ. Like he's a good player. Um, I don't I don't know. What are your thoughts on this entire Eastern Conference mess? Yeah. So I also recorded a stock watch video yesterday and my uh, my up included uh, Damian Lillard, who's obviously doing historic stuff. And my other one was Larry Nance, who uh, I thought uh. he had not only been playing better lately, but I thought Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love may get moved. So even more to come, you know, I mean, he's been a disappointment for the most part, but when starting averaged a trip, I'm sorry, a double double and a three pointer, just three other players in the NBA have done that this season. But instead, uh, Thompson's there and loves her and they add Drummond. So, I mean, Nance is now just like a drop. It's just very fresh. And I could see Tristan Thompson getting bought out, but, uh, yeah, muddled mess there. And, um, I think Drummond's value will stay mostly the same, but obviously fantasy owners didn't want him to have any change. It's been so good. Right. But, uh, Christian Wood is finally, uh, this should, you know, unleash him. And uh, last I checked 43% owned in Yahoo leagues. I'm sure that'll skyrocket with this news. But, uh, so that's the other ramifications here. Another one I will say is I, I liked Bruce Brown, um, and I was hoping that Derrick Rose would get moved, and that didn't happen for, for Detroit, too, there. So um, not good for Brown, but good for Christian Wood. And uh, wow, and Cleveland's all I got to say there. Yeah, I probably buried the lead there. Um, arguably, the most actionable piece of fantasy news tied to this entire trade deadline is that there is clear runway right now for Christian Wood. Um, you've had him stashed all season, probably nearly all season, right? He's been below 50% ownership in Yahoo Leagues pretty much all year. And, and we talk about him, if not every week, then every other week. Um, there's no reason he shouldn't go off now, right? There's no reason he shouldn't play 30 minutes a night. Yeah, we'll probably see a lot of John Henson now after saying this. But yes, uh, it's in a sane world, uh, Christian Wood gets unleashed from here on out and we'll see uh, see what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. He needs to be added in all competitive leagues, no doubt. Um, Nance is, is a straight drop. Yes? Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like no with that front court. No, it looks too crowded, man. Like I said, I was hyping him 24 hours ago. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. Not good news, uh, this trade deadline for Larry Nance. Yeah, just a, a quick look at uh, Christian Woods. Per 36 numbers, it's 21 points, 10.7 boards, 1.7 blocks, and nearly a steal per game. Uh, you, you know you're going to get threes, too, about a three and a half per game. That is a, I don't know, is that a top 50 player? Is that a top 70 player? It's a damn good player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I believe he's a free agent at the end of the season, too. So I don't know what that means. But uh, yeah, there's no reason why he shouldn't just go crazy with the lack of other options in Detroit now. Right. And there was reportedly a lot of interest, um, like the good teams were interested in Christian Wood. So that that tells you something uh, at the trade deadline. They didn't move him. So he's a big winner here. Uh, w- we have to move on to this Miami thing. Um, this was a fun trade. Memphis had a fun week um, and an interesting trade deadline. So Miami trades Justice Winslow, De- Deion Waiters, who like who knew he was tradable, 
uh, and James Johnson to Memphis for Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill. Um, Johnson was later traded to Minnesota for Gorgie Dang. We can talk about that separately. Winslow is is still injured. He's got a back issue, but has some long-term value perhaps to Memphis. Um, but this seems just on the surface in terms of, of current season value. This is a pretty big win for Miami. Gives them, obviously, some good wing defenders. Uh, Iguodala, finally, we're going to get to see him again. I, I don't know. How deep does the league have to be before you're interested in Iguodala? Pretty, yeah, like a 14 team or at least. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, uh, you know, Winslow expected to break out this year, but let's say if the if the injury continues for the rest of the season, the guy I'm looking at involved with this trade the most is D'Anthony Melton. Um, he's been a top 75 guy on a per 36 minute basis this season, just 7% owned. Yet I went to the, the Yahoo Friends and Family League right before we started recording and he was already owned there. Season I, 28 minutes Wednesday. Yes, the trade just happened, but this opens up minutes for him, which I think it should. He could be the big winner uh, you know, of all the, of the, this trade. Let's talk about this mess uh, for the Heat, right? They've had this, uh, you know, they've had this situation on the on the wing all season. We've, we've got Kendrick Nunn, we've got Tyler Hero, we've got Duncan Robinson, uh, Jones. They've got they've got a bunch of fun players. Like two of them blow up pretty much every night for this team. Uh, this is pretty clear impact on those guys because they actually picked up a couple guys who are going to who are going to get some run. Yeah, just a lot of depth there now. I don't have much to say other than it hurts their fantasy value for sure. It's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of mouths to feed suddenly. Uh, any drops from that list? Or we, we still have to, like, they've all been so good that if you're hanging on to them in a 12-team league, I think you probably still have to hold on. Yeah, yeah. I think the advice for now is just, let's hold on for a week and to see how things turn out basically with stuff like this. You know, can't predict exactly how the rotation is going to go. So I'd give it, give it time if you can. Yeah, DeAnthony Melton, uh, as you mentioned, was the other was the other victory here. He'd been another guy that uh, that we'd had stashed for a couple months. Um, playing time not always there, but uh, again, looking at the per thirty six numbers from Melton, it's sixteen points per game. It's two and a half steals. It's six assists. It's seven and a half rebounds. This is a super useful player, uh, and obviously coming into a little bit more playing time. No, and I love him. Yeah, yeah. like I said, top 75 in that per minute basis. So he's a season high last game. So hopefully that's a sign of yep. things to come down the stretch. I would be I would be adding him. I mean, he could really help you in those in some of those categories that aren't aren't typically available in the waiver wire. Um, and the Knicks, despite turning over, you know, a, a fairly significant role within their front office, um, still active at the deadline. Uh, this is kind of a ridiculous team, but I don't really hate what they did. Uh, Marcus Morris goes to the Clippers, Mo Harkless and a first go to the Knicks. Uh, Isaiah Thomas was also involved in this thing, but, uh, early reports are that he is not going to stay on the roster for the Clippers. Uh, how how do you feel about this thing generally? Is it kind of, to me, it seems like, you know, Morris, Morris could basically do as he pleased in New York. That's certainly not going to be the case, uh, with the Clippers, do you see him as a drop or is this just a situation where it's it's a value killer, but you got to hold on? I mean, maybe I'd hold on for a couple a game or two just to be sure, but it's probably going to result in a drop. He had this perfect situation there in New York yeah. to put up big numbers. But now it's like basically the polar opposite. So it's a value killer. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I would be surprised if not, if he's not droppable in the next couple of days. And does this hit uh, Montrezl Harrell? I don't think so too much. He's maybe a little. I mean, yeah, you're adding the depth, but I mean, I don't know. He's he's so good off the bench in, in the minutes and what he does to he tax the reserves. So I, I think he'll be okay yeah. at center. I think he's okay. He's at seven. He plays center mostly, so I think he should be fine. 
And who do you who like who benefits on the on the Knicks side here? I, I assume uh, this frees up some more shots for RJ Barrett. They've still got that huge collection of power forwards. Um, you've got Taj, you've got Portis. Uh, I'm sure there's various other uh, uh, former Bulls out there somewhere. I don't know who benefits. Yeah, I mean Julius Randle's usage rate maybe goes even up higher. I don't know. Can we get yeah. more Mitchell Robinson starting? Or I, I don't know. I no one just jumped out as a big benefit. That you could go run to the waiver wire. I think it just kind of increases uh, Randle's usage. And and yeah, you said Barrett maybe Barrett's possible as well. Uh, Alfred Payton finally is getting his num his fantasy yeah. uh, ownership up. I mean, it took forever. He had a nice triple double, but man, he continues to start, and it looks like there for the foreseeable future there too. So his his ownership was way too low there for a while. Okay, the the final trade we got to hit is, uh, honestly, arguably, it's the most complicated. Uh, We had a four-team deal that went down, uh, I believe, late Tuesday night. Uh, Clint Capella goes to Atlanta. Uh, Robert Covington, you mentioned him earlier, goes to Houston. Uh, Malik Beasley went to Minnesota in this thing. Jordan Bell was also on the move, uh, went to Houston briefly, uh, and was later flipped to Memphis. Uh, To me, the most interesting thing here, at least like in terms of real life NBA basketball is uh, what Houston looks like at the end of this thing. Because uh, as I understand it, PJ Tucker, like all six foot five inches of him is going to, is going to be the five for, for the Rockets. Is that, is that just what we're rolling with? Like a kind of a positionless uh, uh, situation in Houston where nobody on the floor necessarily is taller than like six, seven. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, this is an interesting experiment. I'm not sure if Daryl Morey wants to do this or what. How much this had to do with tax implications? But I believe it was the first time since the early '60s that they played a game without someone taller than six foot six the other night. So yeah, it looks like PJ Tucker is their starting center. Um, I looked at his usage rate doesn't change a ton without like when, when Westbrook sits out or even Capella, but the, the, the rebounds should, should go up. So I don't think you're going to be any more scoring or anything, but rebound rate should jump just 58% owned. Yeah. The starting center in just the minutes should be there. So I would definitely grab Tucker and then Capella, you know, on one end, you really, it can't, it can't help leaving Houston. He was top five in touches in the paint and rebounding opportunities in Houston, but at least Atlanta's right there with them in pace and, and they stopped really running the pick and roll with him because Harden is so many ISOs. And Trey Young is that's what they got him for. So I think I think I think Capella will be fine. Maybe if he loses some value, it'll only be minor. One small concern I would say is John Collins is he's put up massive numbers at center. So that that could be some concern there a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's a huge point you hit that uh, uh, Houston not running nearly as many pick and rolls, uh, especially the Capella Harden pick and rolls, right? So that was a big part of Capella's value. Uh, and it seems like theoretically that should be really fun between him and Trey Young, right? Like that's a good that's yeah. a good combo. Um, Atlanta also adds uh, Deadman in a in a deal with uh, Sacramento. I don't know that that's a needle mover for anybody necessarily. Well, fantasy. Well, he was doing okay in Sacramento. He's droppable now. If there were deep enough leagues that Deadman was interesting, you know, in Sacramento, but now now not so much. Interesting for a second, but they get uh, they get Holmes coming back this week, right? We think Holmes back yeah. on Friday, and that would have probably crushed his value altogether. Uh, yeah. Atlanta, at least they did some things to make Trey Young happy, I guess. Yeah, exactly. No, you're totally right. That has to be part of this here. But I mean, he's a young center, relatively cost controlled. I mean, it's like you said, the pick and roll could work well. I mean, make it makes sense. I mean, Capella's a nice player. I mean, so I mean, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But I don't know what they're going to do with John Collins long term. Now, it also shows that they were kind of concerned locking him up. Yeah. Um. How does how does Houston rebound with like? I don't know. Like, there's a there's a like the Lakers are huge. Um. The Clippers can put a lot of size on the floor. I, I don't get how this works. Like, I, 
you know, I get what they're, I get what they're trying to do. Uh, and, and maybe they're maximizing Harden's talents in some way. And we know that Russell Westbrook is a, is a productive rebounder. And obviously, uh, Tucker lately, it's nine, 10 rebounds a night. Um, house, a pretty good rebounder when he needs to be, but I mean, come on, you can't give up, can't give up six, seven inches on the floor to every position, right. And expect to, um, and expect to win games. Definitely not. Um, I believe I heard the stat. They've won three games in a row uh, by being out rebounded 10 plus times each game. They'd be like the first team ever if they do their, if they win their next game okay. and have it happen again. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's an interesting strategy. You got to respect them going all in on it. Um, and Covington's, you know, a nice defensive player. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, I don't I don't think their upside is 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 no longer winning the title. I mean, frankly, what should don't they regret just straight up? Wouldn't they prefer Chris Paul right now than Westbrook in real life? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think it's pretty interesting, in fact, that uh, that Oklahoma City didn't make a move. There was there's was plenty of buzz about Gallinari perhaps going to Miami, you know, yeah, a lot of a yeah. lot of speculation of the last month or so as to whether they would try to do anything with Paul. Um, they didn't do a thing. Um, Stephen yeah, Adams still in place. Right. Everybody's still there. Like, that's kind yeah. of fun because they obviously hoarded a bunch of draft picks in the uh, in the in the offseason deal with uh, with Paul George. So they're set up well for the future. Um, and they've been They've been super competitive this year and like kind of tip of the cap to them for uh, for sticking with what they've got. And I don't know, you start you start looking at uh, Western Conference matchups. It's not it's not inconceivable that they at least get through to the second round and then we'll see where they are. Schroeder's uh, definitely developed his game far, made a whole nice step this season. And Nerlens Noel, I looked it up because you know he's one of those guys that said just stash for the trade deadline in case. OKC does make a move. He's been the number 33 fantasy player over the last month in nine cat leagues in 22.3 minutes. So it could still be fine even coming off the bench, but I'd like to see him at least. But great to see him finally living up. You know, that guy was a former, what, top five pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the notable, uh, some of the notable names who did not move at the deadline, who'd been much buzzed about. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, sticks in Sacramento, and I believe they cleared a little bit of cap space going forward so perhaps they can uh they can sign him longer term uh kyle kuzma uh where are you at on him rest of season i had actually i had added him uh in a couple of places thinking he might move either you know most likely to the knicks didn't happen obviously what am i doing with him now like i I felt like a, a move to the knicks would have basically meant unlimited shots for him that would have been generally a good thing he's pretty much only pretty much only threes and points anyway uh, but now that he stays in the, with the Lakers and the Lakers really didn't do a thing, um, how do we feel about him? Yeah, he has had some flashes, whatever, but he's not even been a top 250 player in nine cat leagues. So yeah, you wanted him to move for sure. You wanted Kuzma to get dealt and he, he did not. So I, yeah, he's droppable if you're, if you don't need threes and if you're yeah. in the right format, I mean, he, he's sadly droppable with the, the lack of trade. Uh, Derek Rose, I said, I wanted, yeah, I wanted him to get moved because I have Bruce Brown, some areas too. Um, who else are we talking about? Who else, who else was on the list? Well, I think the I think perhaps the biggest discussion is probably Kevin Love, uh, yeah. right? Right, because he's just in that mess. Um, I, I don't know how any of this works. Again, I don't know how any of this works in Cleveland. Uh, it's too many bigs. Uh, I don't. I assume Love is still when healthy when when he's not being load managed. Still plays thirty thirty five minutes a game, so maybe it's not a huge hit to him. Uh, hard to believe that uh, that the rebounds don't take a little bit of a hit with Andre Drummond on the floor simultaneously, assuming that happens. Um, I don't know. Where are you at on Kevin Love moving forward? Yeah, I wonder what the offers were for him. But yeah, he's going to be, he's already was frustrated with management. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, definitely 
you would have liked him to stay there and then not add someone. Very odd adding adding Drummond. So yeah, I mean, I guess it, it probably is a a net negative because they're just you know he I could see him sitting out too. You know, not at a competitive team. Love is such a risk of that. So I would have wanted him to get moved to a competitive situation for sure, and let alone bringing in some rebounding monster next to him. And then we have the uh, you know most of the the Eastern Conference powers, uh, the Raptors, the Bucks, the Bulls. Uh, and, and the Celtics not uh, <laughs> not active at the deadline. Somewhat surprising. Like, what the hell are the Bulls? What what is with the Bulls not doing a thing? Can you just can you explain that to me? First of all, the floor should be yours on that. Uh, <laughs> Toronto, real quick before we get there, Toronto had to drop my guy OG Anunoby. Man, with all the injuries, he still just cannot put up. He's just been a disaster, even with Norman Powell going out. But um, anyway, talk 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 Bulls trade. Yeah, what what are they thinking? Yeah, I don't really have anything to do with but complain there. I, don't, I like, I can't imagine. Really? So how, how could they, how could they not get anything for Thad Young? Like Thad Young isn't worth a thing. Like he's not, I don't know. He's not going to move the needle for the bulls going forward this season. Um, they seem to have a fair number of tradable assets. Standing Pat is just, I don't know. It's a, it's a very bullsy thing to do. Uh, it, it's a little bit surprising and disappointing to me. I'm going to, uh, it, it's kind of motivating me to get there tonight. Uh, we're speaking of course on Thursday, Zion's in town. Oh, I don't have tickets to this one, but maybe I go down there, check him out, and uh, let the Bulls know what I'm thinking about their inactivity at the deadline. Oh yeah, you should do that, man. You should go check out that Jeff. Definitely check out Zion in person. You should do that for sure. And then New Orleans also uh, not doing a thing. Uh, you know, we've speculated over the last month, month and a half, that maybe a uh, maybe JJ Redick gets moved. Maybe they maybe they do something. There'd been a little bit of talk in the last week or so about Drew Holiday and teams that might be interested in him. He sticks around. Uh, that's a that's a pretty fun team with a bunch of pretty fun pieces. And it's been, uh, you know, the, the Zion Brandon Ingram partnership has looked okay so far. Yeah. I'm glad they kept it together. Uh, yeah. Fantasy terms, Ingram's taking a bit of a hit, uh, and the rebounding especially, but yeah, let yeah. that nucleus stay together for a while. So young and see what they do down the stretch here. I'm totally glad that they kept it for, you know, whatever the final, final couple months of this year, at least. All right. What have I, what have I missed? Surely there are other deals. Yeah, I don't think there are any that uh, I thought maybe there'd be some other blockbusters. But man, the Warriors, uh, Wiggins, I'm still trying to come to, to grips with this. You know, the Andrew Wiggins experience. Uh, one, you know, I looked into this. Uh, both D'Angelo Russell and Wiggins were born February 23rd, which is also my birthday. So, you know, it, 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 you come wow. to the hard hitting analysis that so they come to this podcast that they not only share birthdays, but they share my birthday. So Andrew Wiggins, let's, uh, let, uh, I'm excited for the Wiggins experience. May have to go to Chase Center and see how that is, but I don't know, man, that's, it's, it's weird. Uh, that, that's my, my, my takeaway is that I'm to, to the trade deadline is I'm still trying to come with grips. So uh, the D'Angelo Russell experience, uh, what, what a few months it was. Are you going to get, uh, you're going to get Wiggins jerseys for the whole family? Yeah. Whenever anyone gets a jersey, they usually end up going out for the season or get traded. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, uh, you know, I plan on wearing my Jimmy Garoppolo jersey for this podcast today, but uh, well, that was neither here nor there. Oh, sorry, man. I wasn't even going to bring it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. I was just going to let it. I was going to let it lie. You're the one who mentioned it. Um, I'm scrolling through any post deadline news right now. Possible buyout for Reggie Jackson. That would make a lot of sense since Derrick Rose didn't yeah. get moved by Detroit. Uh, what else? I like. I keep refreshing waiting for Cleveland to have done another thing because I can't believe they've left themselves with that front court. Um, Isaiah Thomas, I believe we mentioned earlier, uh, probably not going to stick around with the Clippers. Anything else? Tristan Thompson, David Aldridge reporting Tristan Thompson will not be bought out. Yeah. 
that's my only that's my only Cavs news. So that again, that's amazing to me. Um, Larry Nance has to be a drop on the back end of this. It's it's a shame. Um, I, is Tristan Thompson even going to play? Like, wh- why would he ever he, play over Drummond? He was losing minutes anyway. Really, Nance was proving he could put up numbers next to Love, and even I mean, Thompson got off to a career best start this season. But he was losing minutes anyway. So um, yeah, just a disaster in the front court there. And Nance, I thought, was going to open up more minutes. Instead, he's totally blocked now. So yeah, yeah, a mess in Cleveland. And you know, they have a couple really uh, interesting young guards too. They don't play any defense, but what would like to see them develop too. No, they so, don't uh, play. They don't play any defense. They no. they Sexton and Garland. They don't. They don't. Occasionally, they don't shoot very well, but they don't care. They keep shooting. They're volume shooters, no matter what, no matter the results. Um, and I, Porter, I, Kevin Kevin Porter has shown flashes too. So yeah, yeah. they should have. Yeah, they should done. They should have tried to move mountains to get Love out of there and, and check out these young guys. But instead, they brought in Drummond. So I don't know what they're doing in Cleveland. Um, mysterious team, but a but man, a pretty fun trade deadline, like a like a mystifying trade deadline, but overall pretty fun. Talk to us about uh, like non deadline related fantasy ads and drops that you're making. Um, where are we on the ads and drops? Um, well, we went over the mostly of um, the Pascal, Eric Pascal, Malik Beasley. I do think if he starts in Minnesota, but the Pascal and Damian Lee are the guys you're rushing to for the Warriors. Um, Houston, there's Tucker and Daniel House too. Um, they were shorthanded the other night, but um, those are probably the the main names that we we've touched upon. Um, there's not uh, the Anthony Melton, I guess, would be the other one too. Again, just seven percent owned, and I like his upside. So I think we touched on me. The main was Christian Wood at the top of the list. Yeah, Christian Wood, definitely top of the list, and and Melton not far behind, I would say. Um, I'm going to throw some names at you from the most added list. You don't have to give me a detailed response on this. I'll I'll give you just a handful of my thoughts here. So Jordan Bell uh, is actually among the most added players in Yahoo Leagues as of this moment. Um, That seems like it was probably a little bit premature uh, when people thought that he might come into minutes at the four or five for Houston, because how could you not want to have somebody large on the floor? Um, but of course he gets moved. Uh, so he seems to me like a drop. If you'd, if you'd made a speculative ad on him, a uh, pretty clear drop. Yeah. Yeah. As a Warriors fan, I once thought Bell had future, a very, very interesting player, uh, possibly. Yeah. It now, turns out though, the Bulls won that deal, huh? Yes. Yes. That's right. Everyone <laughs> thought they robbed you. Exactly. They bought that pick, but no, he's no, I, he's a drop in fantasy. Cheap ass Bulls. Um, Dorian <laughs> Finney Smith. Here's a, here's a name that has nothing to do with any trade. Um, Pretty active rebounder lately. Had 11 boards a couple games ago, playing about 30 minutes a night for Dallas. He seems relatively interesting to me. Yeah, I know. I did talk about him in the video. He was just 23% owned as of yesterday. I mean, with Doncic suffering that ankle sprain, um, this Smith had been a actually a top 15 fantasy player over the last week. He had been playing really well. And Jalen Brunson is the other guy there whose usage rate yeah. goes way up with Doncic out. So, um, yeah, Dallas is the number one offense in the NBA. Obviously, Luke is a big reason why, but they actually keep winning without him as well. So, uh, yeah, Brunson and DFS, the Finney Smith, are, are two, two options available on still like 75% of wires, it looks like. And following the uh, following the Drummond trade, how do you feel about uh, Seiko Dumboya? Well, no, he's been kind of a disaster. I, I said to Adam really yeah, easier, but um, I mean, yeah, I, did, I did too. Well, I was all, I was all about him after after his first week or so. Really uh, bad and, to me. To me, Detroit, the guy that I had my eye on is Bruce Brown. So he he's the interesting guy. You know, he put up huge summer league numbers back in the day and just, he's the intriguing guy right now that i have my, my eye on is, is bruce brown but yeah and you said reggie jackson could be a possible buyout candidate as well so so brown i'm more interested in than Seku at this point <sighs> okay i think that like i think that covers the deadline roughly as we know it uh again uh 
really fun deadline, and I don't get what most teams are doing. Uh, it sounds like the Lakers, uh, who did nothing at the at the deadline except kick the tires on some guys and and kind of sniff around a few trades. I love uh, what Mark Stein was reporting after the deadline. They're apparently going to kick the tires on J.R. Smith. They're going to give J.R. Smith a little tryout. I'm excited about that. They've been linked to uh, to Darren Collison as well. Uh, obviously, we're not adding J.R. Smith, but man, that would be so fun. Uh, a, a Smith-LeBron pairing once again. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the J.R. Smith, the finals game, right? To go to overtime. And, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Love to, love to see them reunited. That would be fun for sure. Last thing I want to hit on in uh, in in case you missed it, this feels like it feels like the whole John ja Morant, Steph Curry, Iguodala yeah. thing happened like two years ago, but it was it was like two days ago. There's just been so much that has gone down in the league in that time. Um, John ja Morant uh, uh, echoing uh, some uh, some thoughts from uh, from I believe it was Dylan Brooks on uh, on Andre Iguodala. Little, little salty uh, that Andre hasn't uh, hasn't been a part of the team all season. Of course, that was, uh, I think, I believe that was an understanding after he came over from Golden State, right, with Memphis that he just wouldn't play and they would look for a deal yeah. for him. Um, right. But I, but like, I get it. I like the attitude that we've seen over the last few days from uh, these young cats in Memphis. Oh no, yeah, it's fun. Now, Curry clapped back with a picture of a championship trophy, and then Morant came back with a picture of Kevin Durant, insinuating that Love it was it. all you know. He had to get it. So, yeah, no, definitely, um, no, de- definitely funny stuff for sure. And uh, yeah, no, no, it's 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 funny to to see the trash talk. I, I like it a lot. Dylan Brooks, well, they rewarded him with a nice contract extension too after he talked some trash. It's a, it's a funny stuff. That is a man. That is a really fun team, and they've obviously they've hung in it um, kind of loosely in the in the playoff race. That the future for that team is really fun. Oh yeah, with uh, Triple J, Jonas playing well, and Brandon Clark looking like a, a great draft pick. So uh, very intriguing. Yeah, my guy Melton too, and Morant looking like a future superstar. So for sure, that's a nice future there. All right, I think we hit it all. I think that's everything that uh, we need to touch upon. Please, people. Subscribe, write us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, tell a friend about the show. Uh, you can send us questions at any time. Uh, I think we're both pretty quick to respond. Hit us up at Andy Barons on Twitter, at Dalton Del Don, or just reach out to the at Yahoo Fantasy account. That is going to do it. Thanks to Ragu, our producer. Thanks, as always, to Dalton Del Don. We are out.